Thank you, Pastor Dean. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Oh, my notes are upside down. (laughs) It's not going to work. Just let me rearrange myself. So thank you, Dean, for um, having me here this morning. Um, As Dean said, my name is Tori, and I am the youth pastor at Life Church in Palmerston North. So I know Dean and Gina quite well, and it's such an honor. Honestly, I do not take anything like this lightly. It is such an honor to be here today on your platform speaking the Word of God. It's so, so special for me. So uh, Dean and Gina, um, thank you so much for having me. You guys are in such good hands. You have such amazing pastors, and you should be so thankful that they followed the call of God for their life and came here to Lane Park because they are such genuine, down-to-earth, amazing people. And I love them and I miss them so much. So it's it's really nice to be here this morning. But um, I met Dean and Gina five years ago, was thinking about this this week. And um, it was when I decided to move from my home church in Fielding to um, Life Church because I wanted to be an intern. I wanted to do an internship and moving from my home church in Fielding to Life Church was a big decision for me. It was one of those like cornerstone moments in my faith and in my life. And I remember the first time I met Dean and Gina, it was at one of our favorite cafes in Palmerston North, Barista. And we sat down to have a conversation and I remember it so clearly because Dean, he came back to the cafe back to the table where Gina and I were and he had a plate with three chocolate truffles on it and I was like well I like this guy already (laughs) and he said I figure out I figured that if anything goes wrong in this interview that it's nothing that chocolate can't solve and I knew that day that it would be a very good friendship between Dean and Gina and a great internship and it was and I stayed on for a second year as an intern in 2017 and now 2020 I am um, 22 years old and I'm the youth pastor at Life Church so God is just amazing how he works. It's incredible. And I couldn't have imagined that my life would, you know, be where I am today. Uh, But God is so kind, so, so kind. And um, just a little bit about me. I am, so I'm 22 years old. I'm one of six kids. I'm number three. And um, I come from, yeah, a big family, big extended family. So I love people. Um, I love talking. And um, I love Jesus. So we're in a good place today. (laughs) This is a good situation. It's like the best day ever for me. So we're, we're good, and um, I'm so excited to bring the word to you this morning. I pray it really touches your heart. I pray that you go out of this place with a new uh, conviction in your heart that God would speak to you and to your situation this morning. So let me pray before we begin. Lord, I just thank you that you're already in this place, and Lord, um, we don't have to welcome you in because you're here already, and I just thank you for your spirit that has been moving so beautifully among the service this morning, and God, we thank you that um, that we're here, and Lord, that you want to speak. I pray, Father, that you'd use me as your vessel this morning, God, to communicate the word of God. Lord, let it be a, a powerful word this morning that people would catch on to, Lord, and that we'd walk out of this place knowing more about you, God, and more about ourselves in you. Father, we thank you for this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I think that we can all agree that 2020 has been a pretty uh, roller coaster <laughs> kind of ride. It's been probably like the craziest six months of my life and quite possibly the craziest six months of yours as well. There have been many ups and downs uh, in 2020 so far. But I think that we should all be proud of ourselves for being here and um, for enduring some crazy times in the world and also um, maybe personally as well for you. And while there have been many crazy things which have been happening in 2020, I am a big believer that despite the worst scenarios we could ever walk through, that the best is yet to come. I am 
100% a glass half full kind of girl. I um, took the, the Gallup Strengths Finder. Does anyone know what that test is? Okay, a few of you. And my top strength is positivity. So, <laughs> and it's not any other positivity. Oh, I love you. <laughs> but it's not, that, not just because I am a glass half full positive person that I can say this, but I believe that it's God's desire that his children carry a perspective in their heart that in every situation, every story, every conversation, every moment, we can believe that the best is yet to come. That because of who we are in God, we can carry that posture in our heart. And this does not mean that we are just flaky, happy-go-lucky, shallow kind of people. But it means that we understand that as children of God, we will go through hard stuff. But having a relationship with Jesus means that we can walk through it with a the best is yet to come mentality. And so the title of my message this morning, um, it might be, yeah, there it is. Is my best is yet to come. Amen. I want to speak around these six words, which have really become a statement in my life that I've held close and I have declared through some of my darkest, hardest and most challenging seasons in life. When I didn't receive university entrance in high school, I declared that my best is yet to come and I now have a level four diploma in Christian ministry. When I went through a painful long-term relationship breakup, I declared that my best is yet to come. When my nana was diagnosed with cancer and died a month later, I declared over my family that our best is yet to come. When I have had health issues that I haven't been able to get a diagnosis for, I have declared that my best is yet to come. When I haven't known what career to pursue or if I would have job or money to, to be able to provide, I have chosen to declare that my best is yet to come. When my extended and immediate family have gone through job loss, divorce, infertility, I have declared that our best is yet to come. And I, one of these things, you might be able to relate to this this morning. Maybe there's another situation that you're walking through or something that you've gone through. And I want you to know this morning that it doesn't matter how hard it is, that the best is yet to come for you. Your best is yet to come. And I know this because of one of my favorite verses in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 2.9, which says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. In the Passion Translation, which is one of my favorite um, translations of the Bible, it says, Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, these are the many things that God has in store for all of his lovers. Just let that sink in for a moment, that you can't see, you can't hear about, you can't even imagine the amazing things that God has prepared for you. We can't comprehend it. It is beyond our ability to imagine everything that he has in store for us. But the Bible tells us that he does have amazing things in store for us. And this is how I know with confidence that your greatest days are ahead of you. That what you have right now is not the end. That God is not done with you. He is not finished. I've been listening to a song recently which has a line that says, If I'm not dead, then he's not done. So your best is yet to come. And I don't need to know you personally or know the situation of your life right now to believe in my heart with full confidence that your best days are ahead of you. Whether you are 18, and if there are any young people in the place this morning, then I'm a youth pastor, so I'm so excited you're in church. But if whether you're 18 or you're 80 or somewhere in between or you're younger or older, I believe that this statement is true over your life. That we can all look to the future with great hope for what God has prepared for us. 
So this morning, I'm going to be speaking on this topic of my best is yet to come. You can write that down if you're taking notes. Write it in like big words. My best is yet to come. And I want to just touch on three points this morning, just three things that I have learned in my 22 years of being in this world and my walk with Jesus, three things which have helped me to understand and to know with confidence that my best is yet to come. So if you're taking notes, you can write them down this morning. Number one, to believe that your best is yet to come, you've got to be empowered by your past. Empowered by my past. Everyone has a past. Everyone. I mean, yesterday was our past. Everyone has a past. And not all of our pasts look the same, but we all have one. And whether you are proud or regretful of the things that you've done in your past, you can't change that now, and that's okay. But the downfall for most people in believing that their best is yet to come, rather than looking ahead to the future, is they've got their eyes in the past. They're looking behind them at the, the days that have been, and they can't look forward to what is coming. And unfortunately, some people keep looking at the things that have happened or what they've done in the past, thinking that either one, the past will repeat itself and happen again, two, that their future will only be as good as their past has been, or three, that because of their past, they can't have a brighter future. And I want to say that all of those are lies, that none of them are true. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. See, we have a past, but when we say yes to having Jesus in our life, the old life of ours is gone. The past, it doesn't matter what has happened because Jesus is calling you into a future which is brighter than your past. It means that the past has no hold on you. It does not bind you. It is not able to hold you back because of the future that Jesus has for you. So because of this, we need to let our past empower us and believe that the best is yet to come. Whether good or bad, you can choose to let your past empower the way that you are living right now. So when I was learning to drive about like six years ago, uh, when I got my learner's license, my mum was the one that taught me how to drive because my dad is such a nervous passenger. I don't know if anyone else has a father that just cannot sit in the passenger seat, or maybe you are that father, you don't have to raise your hand. But my dad, he did not teach me how to drive. My mum did. And I remember something that my mum used to tell me time and time again is, Tori, stop looking in your rearview mirror. Because I would drive, and because I'm a little bit of a control freak, Jesus is working on my heart, but um, (laughs) I would be looking in the rearview mirror the whole time. Well, not the whole time, because then I would have like crashed. But I would look in the rearview mirror so often, and I remember my mum saying, Tori, stop looking in the rearview mirror or you are going to crash. And I would look in the rearview mirror because I wanted to control what was behind me. I wanted to know, like, the fast cars that were coming up behind me. I wanted to know. I didn't even know. I just wanted to, I wanted to see what was behind me and know what was happening. I wanted to be in control of what was behind me. And so my mum had to, like, teach me that she drilled this into me. You need to stop looking in your rearview mirror. And when I got a hold of this, I understood that if I don't look ahead of me, then I am going to crash. If I keep looking with my eyes in the past, then I am going to crash into something ahead of me. And how true is this for our lives? If we've got our eyes in the past, if we're looking behind us at what has been, we will crash. That we won't be able to see what God has ahead of us if we're looking back in our past, right? And I learned this and kind of discovered God just showed me this illustration of how if you think of the different size of a rear view mirror and your front windscreen, and your front windscreen is huge, 
But your rearview mirror, it's there. It's there to remind you of what's behind you so you can glance and look back at where God has taken you so you can see the things in your past, where you've come from. But the windscreen in front of you is so much bigger. And God wants you to know that the future is so much bigger than the past, that your past is there to remind you, to empower you, to show you where God has taken you, where you are today, but not to keep looking back there or you will crash. Look ahead to the future which is so much bigger and so much brighter than your past. In Philippians 3, 13 to 14 in the Message Translation, it says, I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm often running and I'm not turning back. So we've got to look ahead at the massive windscreen of our lives. Our future is so huge with God. You can write this down if you're taking notes. I will choose to let my past direct me not define me. I'll choose to let my past direct me, not define me. So many people choose to put a label on themselves which is defined by their past. Like, I am a mistake, or I am whatever I've done in my past. But our past should direct us into the future that God has for us. Because of Christ, you can boldly say, I am not my past. I am not my mistakes. I am not my failure. I am not my shame. I am not my regret because I'm not defined by my past. I am defined by Christ. So I will let my past empower me. I will let it direct me. And I will know that because of my past, that Jesus has a brighter future for me. My best is yet to come. And if you choose to let your past define you, you will stay stuck. You will crash eventually. And your life could be a a cycle of shame and guilt and regret if you don't take your eyes out of the past and look ahead to your future. So choose to let your past direct you. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You have a past for a reason. And no part of that will be wasted. I have learned with Jesus that he pulls everything together for good, that he brings everything in our past, even the parts of our past that we don't like to think about. He brings it together for good and he shapes it into our future in him and it directs us where we are going. So we will be empowered because we know that the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. Number two, write this down. Is number two is encouraged in my now. To understand that your best is yet to come, you've got to be encouraged in the present life that you're living in right now. Like I said earlier, I don't know everyone in this room. I know three people down the front. But I don't need to know you personally to know that there... Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. I don't know the kind of struggles or triumphs that you're going right now. And I don't know what wonderful joy you have or what devastating low valley you might be walking through. But what I do know is that God puts us where we are for a reason. There's a verse in Esther that said that you are born for such a time as this. You're born for such a time as this. Where you are right now is not a mistake. It's not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God creates incidents and that God incidents. But where you are is where God wants you to be. We need to find our encouragement in our day-to-day life. That God is with you and he knows your situation. Just because your present day situation might not look or feel or seem like your best is coming, I can tell you that God uses every part of our lives to create something wonderful. So you can be encouraged in your day-to-day life, encouraged in your now, that God is leading you to your best, that the best is still to come. 
And maybe you don't wake up automatically every morning and thinking, oh, yes, I am living my best life. <laughs> I'm a positive person, so, but even I don't. <laughs> Mornings are not my thing. But you can choose... You can choose to have that mentality that even despite the life that I'm living, despite my situation right now, you can choose to have a my best is yet to come mentality. Just like this song that we're singing this morning, that even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. We have to understand that. And when I was a young teenager, I would preach to myself in my room. I would do literally this. I would walk across my room and I'd be preaching a message just whatever was on my heart, whatever God had been speaking to me about, I would preach in my room to no one, like to the walls. I shut the door and I would just preach because that's what I was passionate about. I just loved to talk and I loved God uh, just downloading messages in my heart. And I didn't know what my future would be like. I did not know that I would be here today preaching here. But what I was doing as a young teenager was I was using what was in my now. And I was finding encouragement in the life that I was living then, knowing that my best is yet to come. And I couldn't comprehend back then that God would use me in a way like this. But what I did is I just kept saying yes to God. And I just kept being used by God. And even in my room by myself with no one, even if that hadn't led to here, I was encouraging myself, you know? And this, this is not the goal. Like, don't hear me wrong. This is not the goal. This is not where I'm like, no, I don't crave the platform. But I was just preaching. I was doing what God had put within me. And I was finding my encouragement in Jesus and using what was in my now, simply making the best of what I had. So let me ask you this morning, how can you use your now to set you up for your future? What dream is on your heart? What dream has God put within you that He wants to bring out of you? And how can you use your, your current day situation to make that happen? How can you find your encouragement in life right now? Well, I think that there are two things that we can all do as Christians to find our encouragement in the now. And number one is to read the Word. We have to read the Bible. It's a living Word for us. It is from God and it is filled with encouragement for whatever season you are going through. So you need to make time every day to read the Bible. And doing that has changed my life. Honestly, doing that daily has changed my life. Reading the Word, finding myself in the Word of God. And number two is find yourself in community. Community is what uh, brings out the best in us. And I mean good people. We need to find ourselves in a group of friends, a life group, something which will draw out the best within us, which will encourage us in the ups and in the downs of life. Be encouraged that God will use your season right now. It won't be wasted and it is setting you up for the best which is to come. In Psalm 16, 11, it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. You can find your encouragement for your soul today in the presence of Jesus, on the path of life and in his presence. Amen. Number three this morning, my third point, is we need to be excited for my future. Excited for my future. Empowered by my past, encouraged in my now, and excited for my future. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You have a future which is been predestined by the God of the universe. He knows the days ahead of you. He has decided and made a plan which is for good for your life. And nothing that has happened in your past or is happening in your now could take away from the fact that your best is yet to come with Jesus. 
Let me say that again, that nothing that has happened in your past or is happening in your now could take away from the fact that your best is yet to come with Jesus. His plans for you will give you a future and a hope. So get excited about that. Like get excited about the life that you have with Jesus, about the days that he has for you. Jesus is my best friend, and I am not ashamed to say that. And second is Jasmine. <laughs> She's like, I, I thought I was. And, and I know that like whether I'm you know, 22 or like 102, that my best days are ahead of me because I have Jesus. That I, I'm not a believer that as the, the older I get, the worse my life gets. Like I'm not going to let that be a motto that I carry. I'm not going to carry that. That the older I get, the further I go with Jesus, the richer my relationship will be, the better my relationship with be, will be with him because I believe that the best is yet to come. For me and for you. In Ephesians 3.20 it says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I'm sure that many of you in this place are familiar with a church called Hillsong. Everyone kind of familiar? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Hillsong is a church that started in the early 80s with 40 people in a school hall. And now there are over 150,000 people who attend Hillsong Church globally and call it their home in campuses in 23 countries around the world. And I am sure that Pastor Brian and Bobby Houston, who set out with a dream on their heart and pioneered a church, which started on their first Sunday with 40 people, could have been less. I am sure that they did not, couldn't, under, couldn't imagine like, the scope of what would happen with their church in the future. I'm sure that they did not understand that over 30 years ago when they began, that God would do these amazing, amazing things. But that is what happens when you put your heart and your life in the hands of God, when you trust Him with everything, when you say, Jesus, I want to be empowered by my past. I want you to encourage me right now in my life right now, and I want to be excited for my future. So I'm putting my whole heart, my whole life in your hands and trusting you, Lord. Choose to be someone today that declares that your best is yet to come, that your best days are ahead of you. Get excited for your future. And I, wanna, I want this word to be a word that I hold close to my heart forever because I know, like I said, that in my relationship with Jesus that it's, it's just going to get better and better, that there's no like you've hit the best and now it's downhill. That is not <laughs> what Jesus wants us to believe I'm a believer that understands that Jesus, with, with Jesus, every day gets better. And in every season, I can say, my best is yet to come. This is a declaration you can say over yourself and over those around you. You can get it in your heart and then you can start to declare over people as well. That that friend that you know that's struggling right now, their best days are ahead of them. That your sibling that is far from God or a parent or a school teacher or someone, whoever it is, you can declare over them that the best is yet to come for them too. And when you pray for people, choose to declare that over them. So this is a message that is a declaration into the future, and it's a firm belief that the unknown can hold the greatest potential because of Jesus. The Christian life is full of unexpected ups and downs, and there are bumps and setbacks and failures along the way. I'm sure that we will all know that this morning, that it's not perfect and it's not easy, but I do know that the most incredible God has the most incredible future for me when I have relationship with him. 
And I am absolutely convinced that God did not call us to live average lives, that he did not call you to mediocrity, that Jesus did not come so that you could sleepwalk through life until you get to heaven. He did not come to do that. It says in John 10, 10, he came to give us abundant life, abundant life, life overflowing. And I don't think that looks like just, oh yeah, okay, average. (laughs) No, it doesn't look like that. It looks like the best is yet to come. And it is never too late to start this incredible journey with Jesus. It is never too late to say yes to him, to choose him, to invite him into your heart and to choose to have a relationship with him, which will fulfill you, which will sustain you, which will encourage you that your greatest days are ahead of you. It's never too late to start this incredible journey. So this morning, as I close, I really just want to give that opportunity for people who maybe you haven't said yes to Jesus before, or you have, but you've walked away and you want to come back to him today. Maybe you, uh, you're searching for something and you're searching in the wrong, wrong places. There's a void inside your heart that only Jesus can fill, that only he can fill. And I just want to give an opportunity this morning. So this is how we do it in my church. I'm just going to ask you to bow your head and just close your eyes. Just out of respect for everyone in this place this morning, this could be a moment for them. It might not be a moment for you, but maybe it is for the person next to you. And if you know Jesus, would you just start to pray for the people in this room this morning that need to accept him into their heart? And if that is you, I'm just going to ask if you could raise your hand just as a sign of, yeah, I want to choose Jesus. I want to put my whole life into his hands, that the life that I'm living right now, it doesn't look like the best is yet to come, but I want to walk out of this place knowing that my best is yet to come in him. So if that's you this morning, would you just lift your hand? Say, yes, Jesus, I choose you this morning. Yes, Jesus. Awesome, I see that hand, that's awesome. So good, but more importantly than me seeing that hand is God sees your hand, He sees your surrender, He sees your heart this morning. Is there anyone else that's saying, yes, Jesus? Yes, Jesus. Awesome. In the Bible, it says that when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. So you believe in your heart, but we're just going to confess right now. And every person in this place, would you repeat after me? Jesus, I choose to live my life for you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for forgiving me of my sins and giving me new life. I believe that with you, Jesus, my best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, well, that's amazing. What an amazing decision for Jesus this morning. But we're going to go into a song, I believe. So if you just want to stand in this place, I would love to pray for you this morning. It'd be my honor to pray over you today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your people here this morning. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you know them intimately and genuinely, Lord. God, that you created them on purpose for a purpose, Lord. God, that it's not your plan for our lives, Lord, that we just uh, sleepwalk through life or that we live an average life, Jesus, but you came to give us life in abundance, Lord. And Father, despite what's happened in our past,
Oh Lord, what's happening in our now, God, we can declare, Lord, that the best is yet to come. So Lord, over every person this morning, over every uh, family represented here today, Lord, I declare, Lord, that the best is yet to come for them. Father, that your plans for them are good. Lord, that they have a future in you, Lord, which is amazing, Lord, which is abundant in life, Father. I pray, Father, this morning that people would know that they can be empowered by the past. Lord, encouraged in that now that you are with them, Lord, and excited for the amazing future that they have in you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your people. I pray you'd bless them, bless them, bless them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, church.